0: So as in most of the Gospel lessons, it's important for us to get a picture in our minds of what's going on and everything, and really think about how everything looked and how everything takes place. So you have this crowd, and Jesus is in the midst of it, of course, and they're going to Jericho. Now, first of all, Jericho was known as a place of ill repute. It was not a very good place to be. There's a lot of problems going on in Jericho, a lot of sinning taking on in, going on in Jericho. So that's where they're headed. And you have to imagine that there's a huge group of people that's around Jesus, just an enormous crowd. And Jesus is in the middle of this crowd. And as he's walking, as he goes from place to place, people are coming to him, people are talking to him. He may stop and say something. We don't know exactly what's going on. Except that there are people in front of him, people on the sides, and people behind him. The people in front are leading the way to Jericho. Who are these people? We're not exactly sure. But they're mentioned here in this Gospel lesson, if we pay very close close attention. And these people in the front are leading the way to Jericho. And in reality, they're really not paying attention to what's going on. Because if Jesus is healing somebody, or if he's saying something to people, what do you think he's going to be doing? If you're in a crowd and you need to talk to the crowd, generally you stop and you start to turn around and talk to the people. The ones in the front are the ones who are going to lose out on that. They're the ones leading the way to Jericho, but they actually are not seeing what's going on. Then they come across this beggar. And he wants to know, what's all this tumult? Clearly he can hear all the footsteps of this great crowd coming by. And of course, they're not going to be silent. It's not like a crowd this size is going to be quiet as they walk. We know what it's like sometimes going around the church with the epitaphion. It's not always so quiet. And they, someone tells him Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. And he shouts out this very important phrase, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. That Son of David is a key line. Anytime someone says that, that person knows who's, who Jesus is. That person knows that Jesus is the Messiah. And what's the response from those who are in the front of the crowd? Be quiet. Why would they say something like this? Why would they tell him to be quiet? Perhaps they said be quiet because they thought themselves not sinners. And they're going to Jericho, he's right outside of Jericho, so this guy's a sinner. Furthermore, he's blind, so he or his family must have sinned before, and that made him blind. We've heard that sort of line before. And if that's what they're thinking about this man, they are truly spiritually blind. Maybe it's because he's a beggar. Maybe it's because he's dressed in rags. He looks disheveled, whatever it might be. And they're dressed a little bit more fairly than he is. Again, if that's the case, why they tell him to be quiet, they're spiritually blind. They're arrogant to this poor man who's standing there. Is it because he shouts out, Son of David, truly acknowledging who Jesus is? And so many people around really have no clue. They see him doing so many incredible things, but they're just not sure who this man is. And this one who's blind, who can't even see, says something messianic, says something about Jesus that describes who he is. And if that's the case why they think that way, then of course they're spiritually blind is it because they think that their teacher needs to get to the city of Jericho unencumbered, unhindered by any of these lowlifes on the street around him? If that's the case, then again, they're spiritually blind because they truly don't understand the purpose of why Jesus has come. Jesus came specifically for that man right there who was blind, sitting outside the city. Jesus came specifically for that town of Jericho to turn people from their sins. Jesus came specifically for people to understand who He is, that He is the Son of God. And the one who sees it, the one who who understands it, is the one who's blind. And that's why Jesus makes this great declaration to him, your faith has made you well. He couldn't see, he couldn't understand the same things that the other people should have understood. And his heart, though, was turned in the right place and it was his faith that drew him to Christ and Christ to him. Our church also has an understanding from this story that the blind man represents the church as it would be in the future. People who never saw Christ, all of us. We never really saw Christ in the flesh. We see Him in the icons. We hear Him in the Gospel stories, but we never saw Him. And the believer's faith, who hasn't seen Christ, is so strong that this story represents those who would be coming, us who haven't seen and yet believe. And those people in the front have been described as tyrants who try to keep us away from Christ, whatever that may be or whoever that might be throughout history. But in either case, we can see how these people were clearly blind in their understanding of God. And it was the blind man who truly could see who Jesus was.